Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to Soul Wizard on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to Soul Wizard. You're thinking, you said people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? And it's time for episode number 415 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. With me are my co-host. She's back. The queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. I'm alive. For now. For now. Yeah, until I'm old, hopefully. And the experts, Mr. Marquis, Marcellus Reagan. Hello, everybody. You got a million podcasts to choose from. Thanks for choosing this one. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the newest Disney Plus MCU television series, Miss Marvel. Before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey Litchfield, we missed you. Tell us all about your battle with coronavirus. Coronavirus! Coronavirus! <laughs> it, it sucked. It sucked so bad. I, I got it from work, which is the worst part. Uh, my you entire- worked remote. I'm I'm hybrid, so I'm there like two t- two days out of the week, and then I'm home three. So, of course, like the one day I went into work, I got COVID, and my entire area was down with COVID um, for a couple weeks. So, it sucked. It sucked so bad. Every time I get sick, things like hit my lungs really hard, and then I can't. Uh, get rid of it without steroids so once I felt that in my lungs I was like oh fuck and I went to the hospital and I I got some uh, steroids and uh, spent a couple days in bed just sleeping because it knocks you right on your ass Um, you're super super tired and exhausted and this uh, variant is a little bit different, too, because you get, like, digestive issues, plus uh, your nose is, like, super runny and congested, and it hits you kind of like the flu, and it sucks. I felt like every single joint in my body hurt down to my toes. I can feel all the joints in my toes and everything. It's awful. So, but I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> but you're feeling better now, right? Yeah, uh, I still get tired really easily. It, that part sticks with you for a little bit, which sucks. And every now and then I still cough, um, but not as bad as it was. It's just it's it just doesn't go away. It's like a really bad ex boyfriend or ex girlfriend. <laughs> like she just don't fucking go away. When you were laid up and sick, were you able to like watch a bunch of TV or movies or anything, or were you just like a mess the whole time? Um, I could some days and other days I literally slept like all day. I maybe got up to go to the bathroom once uh, during those days. And 
So the days where I actually could function just a little bit, I binge watched uh, Miss Marvel and uh, what else did I watch? I watched I watched a couple of things. So I did. Um, I was able to at least do that, but I couldn't find my remote. So I was a little bit too lazy to, to I, went, I shouldn't say I'm too lazy. I, I couldn't I didn't have the energy to look for it. So I watched a lot of stuff on my iPad and it was just me under a blanket with my iPad in front of my face. And that that's just how it was for days. Wouldn't move. That's terrible. We are uh, glad that you're back, at least. We're glad you're back. We're glad you're here. Uh, huge shout-outs to Amanda and John from The Pint, colon, a pop culture podcast for filling in. We're so yes. happy that you, you pulled through. Yes. I, I am thankful for everybody that is always willing to be on our show to cover my ass. Did you see Thor or not at all? I still haven't seen it. I didn't know if you had gone and then oh, no. got I, sick I haven't or gone yet. around. Yeah, I might see it this weekend, um, but I haven't I haven't really been out in public too much. I've gone back to work and just sat in my little cubicle, but I haven't really gone out and done much, I would say. Well, the beauty of Thor is that it's going to be on Disney Plus, you know, in another month or so. So just wait. Just chill at home yeah, and just wait. Yeah, don't be don't be walking in the movie theater and start coughing everywhere. <laughs> well, we are glad you're back, Aubrey. Marcellus Reagans, how the hell are you? I'm good. I just bought a whole bunch of N95 masks. Thank you, Aubrey. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be <laughs> moving through the world a lot more uh, cautious because I, I don't want to. I want to get sick. Yeah, I made it two years without getting COVID, and you know it. Yeah, it's a good thing there's no conventions coming up because otherwise we might be in trouble. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of conventions, myself and Mark Ellis this past weekend hit up Plastic City Comic Con. Finally, it's been three years since the last one, Mark. Uh, probably at least two years. It was, I think, it was 2019 was the last uh, Plastic City. Yep. So it's been close to three years since they had it with COVID and everything going on. It's run by our friend Keith Gleason. You heard uh, the commercial on the show for quite some time that we were running for him in case you want to check it out. It's a one-day comic-focused show. Uh, Adam, who you know from our YouTube channel, uh, the fourth member of So Was Your Podcast, had his first table ever selling comics, uh, his comic social studies at the con. And he did really well, so I was very happy because I was really worried he wasn't going to sell any and then he'd like be super discouraged, but he did really well. Uh, Mark, how did you feel about Plastic City this year? I thought it was great. It was nice to see Adam out there with his wares. It's very cool that he had so much merchandise out there that he could uh, he could present to the people. Nice display. So it was really cool to see him doing his thing. He's been working on that book forever. Um, it was very it was really nice to see everyone again. Catch up with some old friends. Uh, run into our fan Keith. It was it was awesome to see him. Again, him and his wife, uh, that was fun. And uh, yeah, I you know didn't plan on buying a lot of comic books, but I somehow <laughs> wound up buying some indie books uh, because that's what I do. That's what I do when I go to these cons. I like to support these indie creators. Plastic City is filled with a lot of indie creators. So, you know, if they have a, a cool enough book, if they can, you know, give me the elevator pitch and it sounds cool and it doesn't cost that much, then yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll purchase one of your books. Um, especially Alterna Comics. If you guys don't know about Alterna Comics, they print on newsprint. So their books are like super cheap, not quality wise, price wise. Spend 10 bucks and leave there with 
like six books, seven books. It's amazing. So uh, yeah, if you guys are if you are into indie comics, uh, they're really good with indie comic creators. Definitely check out all Turna comics. Yes, and, and it's it's interesting because you're like, I'm not going to spend any money. I didn't say I'm that. I'm fine. I didn't I'm, say I'm that. I'm not spending money anymore. <laughs> we go to the con and you just bought a bunch more books. So. But they were all cheap. <laughs> And there were people that I, I kind of know and, you know, I wanted to support. I mean, that's what we're there for. We're not – I mean, I'm there to do a job. Right. Support indie artists. We're not there to, like, putz around all day. Well, uh, we had a good time. Yeah, it was nice to see, like, Matt Man, um, Zombie Leader, Keith and Amy, and who else did we run into? Uh, obviously, Adam. Tim Jones. Johnny C. Tim Jones. Johnny C. Mark Mastel. Yes. Who has a really cool announcement coming up, but we can't tell you what it is yet. So you'll find out soon enough. But <laughs> there's Mark has a really cool announcement coming up uh, if you live near near where we live. So for about like 10% of our audience, there's a really cool announcement <laughs> coming up. But yeah, we had a good time. I think if uh, if I hopefully uh, it did well for Keith and, you know, it's just going to keep going every year. Uh, we certainly love to go there and check it out every year. And, uh, you know, next year. Maybe you should head on down to Plastic City Comic Con. It's a one-day comic-focused show. Uh, there's indie creators out the wazoo, and then there's a whole bunch of tables selling comics anywhere from super cheap, like dollar bins, all the way up to ridiculously expensive uh, graded comics. So it's if you're into comics, it's got something for everybody. Uh, I would definitely recommend it. It's cheap to get into. It's like 10 bucks. So like, just go hang out for a day, see some nerdy stuff, have fun. Um, so yeah, we had a great time at Plastic City. Uh, now, how are you feeling, Mark? I know we, we can't really say too much because, like, Aubrey is recovering from COVID. So far be it from us to say we're tired. But how are you feeling after a day at the con? Uh, yeah, it, you know, it took a while to get back into the swing of things, into con life, all that walking around and carrying stuff and all of that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I was a little tired when I got back. But, yeah, I feel fine now. It's all good. I'm ready for the next one. Awesome. Yeah, we uh, we got home pretty decent hour. I ended up being able to have dinner with my family. It was my uh, daughter's boyfriend's birthday. So we had a big family dinner for that. And I was able to chow down on some mac and cheese and some garlic bread. And then I was just a mess. I was so tired. I went to bed. <laughs> and then Sunday was just crammed with errands because I wasn't home all day Saturday. But And then last night I finished watching all of Ms. Marvel. So I, I benched three episodes of Ms. Marvel. <laughs> I need to get it in for tonight. So. But that uh, is enough about us. And we had a great time at Plastic City. Mark, are you going? What is the next convention that you're going to? Uh, the next one I believe that's on the schedule is the Springfield Comic Con located in Springfield, Massachusetts. Yep, that is coming up as we record this uh, next weekend. Um so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Me and Mark will go make an appearance and we'll we'll see what it's like. Not making any promises. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first year, so I'm sure it's going to be awesome. The first annual Springfield <laughs> Comic Con. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll let you guys know. But enough about us. Let's uh, let's talk some more about us. Mark House Reagans, please tell listeners where they can find more. So is your podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to SoWizardPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, 
all located in our T Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. We'll see about that. (laughs) Well, now it's time we're going to jump into our review of the newest television series from Marvel Studios and the MCU on Disney+. Plus. Miss Marvel. So as always, we're going to start with a little discussion, a little non-spoiler talk, and then we'll let you know we're going to get into spoilers by dropping the drop. So you know if you haven't seen it yet, you can bounce. The rest of you stick around while we talk a little bit more about it. To get started, Aubrey Litchfield, you're back. What is Miss Marvel about? Uh. (laughs) Ah. Kamala is a superhero fan with an imagination, particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Kamala feels she doesn't fit in in school and sometimes even at home. That is until she gets superpowers like the heroes she has looked up to. All right. So- sounds very exciting. You can hear the excitement dripping from your voice as you read that uh, description. So, yep. Just go around the room first. And Mark, did you binge this or did you watch it weekly? Uh, I watched it weekly. Aubrey, we already heard you say that you binged it, correctly? I did, yeah. All in one day or did you break it up or you just sit down and bang it uh, out? I broke it up a little bit. I uh, I didn't watch it all in one day. Uh, I would say probably over the duration of two days I watched it. Okay. Yeah, I was watching it weekly until week three and then we just got super busy and fell behind. And then I realized I was like, shit, uh, we're recording tomorrow and I've only watched half the show. So I watched three episodes in a row last night. <laughs> so I think I get the best of both worlds like Hannah Montana on that one for you guys. So let's get some non-spoiler impressions. Marcellus Reagan's non-spoiler. Don't ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the show? I think it has a lot of really fantastic ingredients like five out of five ingredients, but I think the story might be a little bit lacking. Um, So I would say it's definitely entertaining, uh, especially if you're an MCU fan. Uh, You'll definitely find some entertainment within it, but as a whole, uh, it it left me a little disappointed. Okay. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds. What'd you think? Uh, I was really bored. (laughs) I gotta be honest. (laughs) It felt a lot like a CW teeny bopper show. And it was just it not for me. I am not the target audience. Maybe if I was like 13, I would have found it more interesting. But not at this age. 
Uh-oh. Uh, and you had never read any of the comics with this character in it, correct? Right. I, I've played as this character in, like, a Marvel Superheroes 2. So I have that to go off of. But um, I, it, it's weird. It's a, I don't feel like her powers reflected the actual powers in the comics. But maybe I'm missing something. Hmm. All right. Well, now Aubrey's put me on the spot because she said that she's too old for the show. And, like, Aubrey's half our age, Mark. So. <laughs> Yo, I'm yeah, de- yeah, but we all know that you're you're the target audience for like <laughs> shows in high school with teenage girls. I was just gonna say, are you are you about? I was like, are you about to have this escape your lips that I am the target audience for teenage girls? <laughs> I'm just saying, if there's a TV show or a movie where high school girls are being mean to each other, Joey is there day one. Well. Uh, I was there day one. We did watch this day one. And uh, I'm going to agree with Mark. I'm not going to agree with Aubrey. I'm going to agree with Mark. There are parts of this and ingredients of this that are knock it out of the park home runs. Uh, They're the first couple episodes, and we'll get into a little more spoilers. But, you know, when it was first starting, a a lot of the uh, I'm trying to I want to stay as non spoilery as possible, but. So when this was advertised, it looked like uh, Disney Channel, like Kitty Show, like Dog with a Blog, or going back to like when my daughter was younger, like Wizards of Waverly Place. Like it looked like like that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, this is definitely not for me. I'm not going to find this interesting at all. I have no ties to the character. The only thing pulling me in is the fact that I watch everything Marvel. So I was really worried. Uh, but I thought there were aspects of this that were incredibly good, just Great. I would have watched an entire season with just certain aspects of the show and other aspects of the show were just face meltingly boring and, and just brought it to a complete halt. So it, it's a little all over the place and it's hard to even say just watch the first episode because it doesn't reflect the entire series. So if you watch the first episode and you like it, you'll probably be willing to power through to the end. But that doesn't reflect everything that happens in the show and the tone all the way through, unfortunately. And I, just, I think it's it's a solid double when it could have been a complete grand slam, unfortunately. But I, I liked it way more than I thought I would. So I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not as good as I thought it could have been after watching a little bit of it. So we've got some thumbs in the middle and a thumbs down. Let's uh, let's do it. You know what we think. If you haven't seen it yet, maybe go check it out. Come back. Or maybe you just want to get spoiled. Stick around. Marcellus, drop the drop. Let's spoil Miss Marvel. Clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Aubrey Litchfield, we haven't heard from you in weeks. Now we're going to put you on the spot. Give us some things that you liked about the show. I like the acting. I do think that there was some really good acting in this. Uh, I, I didn't mind the cast at all. I thought I hadn't recognized any of them from anything. I don't think the, uh, I don't think the main actress has been in anything <laughs> other than this. Yeah. And I, I think that they did a fairly good job. I think that the special effects were really well done. I didn't mind the story. It just was very teenagery for me, I guess. Um, just say you hate you hate Muslims, Aubrey. <laughs> I will never say that. 
<laughs> I'm I, kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. not all kidding. about uh, teenage dramas. I think is is my issue, and and anything that is teenage drama is very cringy for me. And so for this show in particular, it's like she's upset about just about everything. Oh, it's and, very wholesome. The teenage drama is beyond wholesome in this, so it must have made your skin crawl. It did. I can't stand feelings. And, <laughs> and, and like any feelings content. at all. No, don't like feelings. Don't like wholesome content. I'm a stone cold bitch. <laughs> so, um, for me, this was very hard to get through. It was very boring. I did not enjoy any of it. I don't really understand some of it. Like, I, I, but I did like the acting. I, I did. I did like the cast. I did like the special effects. I think that it was done really well. I should say. Okay. Wow. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagans, how about you? Uh, first, I want to ask Aubrey, uh, have you been watching The Boys at all? The what? Boys? Surprisingly not. I That is on my list. That I, I think Boys is right up your alley. I think that would be perfect for you. Have you not watched any of it, Aubrey, or are you just not up to date? I, ha- I haven't. I haven't watched any of it yet. Oh, it's, Lord. It's on my list, though. Yeah. Uh, based on what you just told me, that show was like made for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it does have superheroes, but uh, it has that kind of darkness that you would uh, you would definitely be attracted to. It reflects my soul. Yes. <laughs> Aubrey likes the bad boys that can't be tamed. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, things that I liked. Uh, I liked the main actress. I thought um, Iman Vellani is just perfect casting for Miss Marvel. Even... I've only read like one book with Miss Marvel and I've only seen like one like cartoon with her, but she's so charming. She's like perfect for a TV character. Like she has all of, I can't believe this is her first job. She's such a natural at it. Like I can't imagine like anyone else playing Iron Man except for Robert Downey Jr. Anyone else playing Thor except for Chris Hemsworth. Like she's perfect as this character. I I thought she was just amazing. Um, I thought her parents were hilarious uh, I think there's a, a real goofiness to the show that I appreciate it. I know it's kind of, it's a little bit corny, but, you know, it's kids in high school and they're having fun um, inside of a superhero world. So that I thought was really funny. Um, her, when her when her parents are like, uh, when there's the um, the Indian Bon Jovi cover band at the brother's wedding. <laughs> Brown, her, Jovi. Brown Jovi. Brown Jovi. And her mom is like, if it wasn't for Slippery When Wet, then you and your brother might not even be here. <laughs> and she's like, ew. <laughs> I was dying, dying. Uh, I thought her friends were cool. I like Bruno. I thought his uh, tech abilities were was uh, a cool like counter uh, to her because she's just kind of like, you know, spontaneous and fun and wants to be a superhero. And he's the one that's kind of like grounded. So I thought he was really cool. Her friend uh, Nakia, I thought was really cool. I her storyline didn't really go anywhere, but I appreciated that she was kind of like the third anchor to them. Uh, the get in losers were getting shawarma line uh, just killed me. I thought that was great, um, and I liked the the fact that they're explaining uh, the partition of India uh, as kind of glossed over as it was. The fact that they incorporated that into an MCU show I thought was pretty cool, and um, the flashback to the '40s with her great grandmother. I actually thought that story was. It didn't end well, but I thought the beginning of that was really cool. There's a really good bones of a good story there. And I didn't have a problem with her powers at all. Uh, I thought, you know, compared to all the other Marvel 
movies that we've had so far, I thought they fit right in. So I had no problem with it at all. I just want more of this character. I think this actress is great, and I don't care if she's in The Incredible Hulk 2, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 5. I don't care. I just love this character. I just want more of her. All right. Well, what did I like about this show? What Mark, what do you think I liked about this show? That's tough. <laughs> uh, besides the bitchy uh, high school girl, uh, the soundtrack, maybe? I don't know. Okay. All right. So I agree with you, Mark, and not with Aubrey. I agree with you, Mark. I think uh, the casting is fantastic, and you're right. I can't even visualize someone else in the role at this point. And I couldn't visualize anyone in the role to begin with. So. <laughs> it's not like I was sitting here uh, fan casting the character, but like I don't want to see anyone else play this character. Like it's just pitch. Per- she's pitch perfect. Yep. And it was it was fucking awesome. Um, anything that involves her at home, at home, in high school, out with her friends, adventuring, learning how to be a superhero. It's fucking six out of five stuff. It's knock <laughs> right. it out of the park. Like awesome stuff. And it felt great to watch it because it was fun and it was goofy and it wasn't like ultra high stakes. So all of these MCU series so far have either been like deadly serious. So we have to sit through five and a half episodes of uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, mental issues to get to an action scene or, you know, the the world WandaVision is uh, as much as I loved it. You know, WandaVision was a little it's a weird watch. Um you know, Falcon Winter Soldier was a little strange. Loki, huge stakes, like stakes, 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 these higher stakes, higher stakes. Everything is high stakes. And, and this was just like real low key. You know? yep. It's just like this girl gets some some superpowers, her and her friends fuck around and find out, you know, like and, and I just really enjoyed that. It was nice to finally take a step back and take a breath and be like, there's other things happening throughout the MCU that don't have to be huge world changing events it could eventually i'm sure she'll get wrapped up in those but it just felt nice to have this little small story being told and i really enjoyed it i liked every aspect of that anytime we're at in new jersey with her either whether she's learning how to use her powers farting around with damage control saving some kid off the tower like any of that stuff i thought was just amazing i thought it was knock it out of the park five out of five shit it's blown away because like i said no connection to the character whatsoever it didn't seem like outside of joking haha high school stuff i like to watch uh it didn't seem to have any connection to any of the stuff going on and and i just thought it was great i just thought it was great Mm -hmm. i I loved uh, i loved her family i could watch a show of her mom just being rude to people like (laughs) Like they should make a series where she like beats up low level villains, brings them to her living room and her mom just berates them. <laughs> but then <laughs> but then feeds them on the way out the door. Right, 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 right. Food. I would watch. I, I love the supporting cast was great. Her her mom and dad were great. I loved her. Her brother was funny. I liked Bruno. I felt so bad for Bruno. Aubrey, did you feel bad for how friend zoned Bruno was? Um, I felt like at the end he was not friend zoned, though. Maybe that's his super villain story. Maybe. I, I don't know. I got the impression that he wasn't friend zoned by the end of it. Like she chose him over Cameron. No. Cameron? His name really sucks. <laughs> Cameron. Um, I hate his I, name. I just so thought stupid. it was hilarious. I felt so bad for Bruno that he was so friend zoned 
that his the girl he loves strict Muslim parents were just like, yeah, you could hang out with her on an, <laughs> with no one watching. <laughs> Even her parents had like no the, the entire like it, when it gets everything in their religion, and even they were like, "Yeah, nah, this guy, this guy's wow. not doing shit." Like he's beyond friend zones. But I did like him a lot. Um, and, and you know, there's the casting and anything that that took place in New Jersey was good. And I liked. I know um, some people like shit on it, like oh, it's woke and blah blah. blah but I really liked. Um, the different aspects of her culture and stuff that they showed. And I appreciated that quote unquote diversity, but it was not like forced. Like it wasn't everyone that is, you know, Muslim is good and everybody that isn't is bad. It was all types of different people. Her aunts were, some of her aunts were nice. Some of them were assholes. You know, it wasn't just virtue signaling that, this one type of person is great and no one else can compete to it. I, that's to me, that's true diversity. Like if you get great characters on all spectrums of everything, it was fucking awesome. I, I loved it. I loved everything that involved her in New Jersey. Um, I really liked, uh, we'll get into it later. Actually, I'm going to save that for, for a little bit later, but what about things we didn't like Aubrey? You're chomping at the bit over there. I know you did not like the show. So what did you not like? Right. I, w- I wasn't really, Again, like it's a teenage drama show that's just not my thing. Uh, never has been. I maybe when I was like 13, there's a very small window where I appreciated these types of shows, but it was a very small window. Um, me, me and Mark are getting like ripped to shreds here. Aubrey's like, Yeah, this show's for kids, it's for babies, <laughs> <laughs> really it's immature just, people. It's, it's really not my thing, and I didn't entirely understand her powers because i thought that her powers were that she could like get big and small and then it doesn't like show that it just shows her making sparkly things so i was i was waiting for her to like expand and shrink and stuff and that just didn't happen so i don't know if they're like incorporating that into season two or or what's going on with that piece of it but yeah i mean i i wanted to like it but it's just, it's not my thing. There's nothing that I overly hated about it. There's nothing that I watched in the insides of me, like, inside out. And I hated it. And it just drove me crazy. And, like, there's nothing like that. Tom Cruise wasn't in it. It it just, it wasn't my favorite. I, I it was really hard to make it through six episodes. Okay. Uh, Markellis Reagan's. What about things you didn't like? Yeah, I think the overall story was lacking. Um, I and by the third episode, I'm like, this could be one of the best things that Marvel has ever produced. Like, I was really enjoying it, especially after the first episode. Uh, but then, as the story went on, and they start to incorporate like the clandestines, I don't think their story was really fleshed out, and them as characters was weak, super weak. I didn't really get what damage control's role was. Like, are they the new version of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Are they just special agents? I thought they just cleaned up messes after superhero fights. So I, I I, guess they needed an authority figure and there isn't no more S.H.I.E.L.D. So they just naturally get the gig. But I don't know. I just didn't feel like their story was strong either. Uh, and, you know, and as much as I enjoy, like, the first five episodes aspects of it i'm like all right how are we going to wrap this up in the sixth episode and it's basically home alone in high school and i'm like wait this is the big ending this is the big finale of this show it does the action beats but 
the story to get to that, it was such a buildup. And just having them fight inside of a high school where the 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 popular friend just happens to be there on a Saturday night because uh, the lights are better for Instagram. I'm like, come on. That's just weak. Uh, so, yeah, I did not enjoy as much as I like the characters. I liked her getting her costume. I like that she has these different interactions with these three teenage boys, so to speak. Um, I did not think the end of the story was worthy of like a, a MCU story. I was waiting for some kind of conclusion to it, and it just it just kind of fell apart. So, um, like I said, take this character and put her in a different story. You got a winner. This story didn't quite do it for me. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to kind of agree with you, Mark Ellis. I think first, I want to say two and a half episodes, two and a quarter episodes. I'm like in the same boat as you. I'm like, this is blowing me away with how much I like it. I'm blown away. I cannot believe how much I like this show. And then all of a sudden, the second she gets on a plane to Pakistan, it like ran into a brick wall. Yeah, (laughs) it was. I don't want to say it was awful, but it just sucked the entire life out of the show for two, uh, two out of six episodes. I really think the the thrust of this show and what it should have been for your first season, it felt like um, I had maybe blinked and like fast forwarded in time and accidentally started watching season two. Like season two had somehow transmogrified into season one uh, because to me, the, the thrust of season one, it should have stayed low key. You, right. you know, she's learning how to have her powers. She's dealing with her family and her friends and her secret identity and, you know, throw in a goofy low level supervillain in there. Maybe that's messing around in her, in her neighborhood or uh, maybe messing around with the mosque or something, you know, like right. something real low key and um, low level that you could have had her, you know, just doing and have fun with and blah, blah. Cause there's a zillion terrible Marvel villains. Like off the top of my head, I could think of 50 of them that you could throw in there for a one-off that you're never going to use again. And you know, there you go. There, there's your fun series. There's your fun first six episodes. And you've introduced the character. Everybody loves her. Um, you know, you didn't have to get too deep into how she gets her powers. You know, they kind of teased it with the bangle and her, her family. And then that could have been it. And then you could have all that time to turn around and write six episodes of her traveling back to Pakistan and learning about her family and, and learning how she got the powers and, and it, it just felt like we had this real low level street level show. And then all of a sudden for two and a half episodes, we're shoving in like this world threatening event. <laughs> it was just like, it, it just, it didn't work at all. And then we had to spend an entire, nearly an entire episode with her. Was it her great grandmother? Uh, yep. Her great grandmother, her great grandmother dating that guy. She met that grows flowers and I don't know. And then, Oh, it turned out it was her that went back in time and showed her grandmother the way <laughs> to the train. Oh, uh, like, I guess, like, what, what does that have to do with anything? You know, I, 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 I agree with you. I think all of that story actually should have been part two there or in season two, because there's a lot of adventures that could be had with like the Red Daggers and mm-hmm. had their connection to it and maybe more of the um, the uh, the worlds that were colliding I guess like there's a lot to that and they just kind of, you know, glossed over in one and a half episodes. So yeah. And the worst part of it is that like, okay, all that happens. 
and now she's right back to this the final episode it's right back to low level you know we're running around the high school shooting off fire extinguishers like <laughs> right like you just fought like interdimensional warriors and now you're back to this like it, it should have built you know like the first season is something small she has her adventure in the marvels she comes back and now there's this big wide open bigger world that she's a part of that maybe draws her the attention of the clandestine have been looking for the bangle now that adventure starts not take this fun low level kids show for the most part and then shove god awful borderline 2004's hottest superhero movie storyline in there <laughs> and, and grind the show to a halt um the other thing i didn't like was in the last episode uh, all of a sudden you know the bully girl is her friend and knows her secret identity and then everybody knows her secret identity now her, her family knows it like I, I, I'm assuming the, uh, I don't know what the terms are and I apologize. I'm not trying to be offensive, but the, it's not a priest. What's the, like the main guy at the mosque. It's not a priest. It's, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. The guy that gives her a little speech. Right. And so now I'm assuming, does he know also that she is a superhero? <laughs> like it went from like the first few episodes being this like fun thing where in, and no one has secret identities really in the MCU. So that could have been something fun to play with. It went from that to kind of like everybody knows there's no drama to it. The girl that she doesn't get along with is her friend. Now it, it's just like, what, what, what was happening with the writing? How did it go so far off the rails? They were just trying to pack too much into these six episodes, I think they were trying to like, look, we're going to give you a big grand Miss Marvel adventure, especially if you read the books. If you read the books, you want the red daggers. We're going to give you the red daggers. And it doesn't really matter what story points we have to bulldoze through to get you there. It's, it's just it's ridiculous. I don't understand what they were thinking with that. It really derailed a lot of the series for me and kind of robbed them of a storyline for season two. You know, I don't know where we're going to go from here. It's just so all over the place. So. I mean, I know we're going to go to the Marvel's movie, but where do we go from there? I felt like some of the stuff was like rushed. It felt like two or three seasons of a show crammed into six episodes, unfortunately. And and just the seams start to split and show. Um, I thought the special effects were good for the most part. I, I just thought the ones on Cameron, Cameron, <laughs> poor Cameron, Cameron uh, towards the end were kind of looked a little wonky. Uh, and I'll agree with you, Mark. Uh, damage control, I'm not really sure what happened. They were a uh, government agency that cleaned up stuff. Right. And now they're S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I miss something? I, I've, I watched every single one of these things. I've, and I'm not like, it's not like my mom, where I'm like, <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? Like my mom would like watch stuff, but like she didn't, she, you know, she wasn't reading fucking, if you, my mom could tell you who, who was who in Star Wars, but she wasn't reading fucking 15 Jedi Academy novels, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm pretty confident that I, I, I know the MCU very well. I just, I don't know when damage control became like agents of shield or agents of sword or whatever that was like, uh, yikes. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it, it just derailed itself. It's very frustrating. And even when they went to Pakistan, they had a cool uh, car chase through the streets. That was really cool. That was well filmed. It just meant nothing. Uh, you know, and then that guy gets killed. And we're just like, oh, OK. <laughs> the guy that we just met like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that poor guy is like, we've been waiting eons for you to come and bring the bangle so we can fight the clandestine. And he dies 30 seconds later. Like, Damn, I guess you should have waited a little longer. But yeah, it just it just it just 
went off the rails incredibly. I, I feel like it came back around in this in the last episode. wasn't that bad. Um, I, and I do love it went kind of back to what we love, which was the interaction between her and her family and her community and her friends in high school. So for the most part, they kind of pulled it back. But we never had to get to that point where it needed to be pulled back. It was just really frustrating there in the middle. So we've watched six of these MCU shows. Where where do you rank the MCU shows? Aubrey, rank the MCU television shows. I can only think of four. All right. Well, start spitting them out. We'll tell you. WandaVision is number one. Hands yep. Loki. Maybe Miss Marvel and then Falcon and Winter Soldier. What about Moon Knight? Oh, yeah, Moon Knight. See? <laughs> I would put Moon Knight above Miss Marvel. I like the psychological aspect of it. Right on Moon Knight's probably number three. What else was there? What if? Oh. Yeah, that's towards the bottom. I don't know. I'm not big on animation. Maybe it's WandaVision, Loki, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. Hawkeye? Uh, I... Damn it. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll come back to you. You think about it, okay? <laughs> you write it down. Rank them from six to one. We'll come back to you. Marcellus Reagans. All right. So number one's got to be WandaVision because of the creativity. Uh, Loki, I'm going to say, is number two. Oh, man, this is tough. Uh, all right. So I'm – crap. Because I'm, I'm, right, I'm going to say – Tie for three and four. <laughs> they're, they're, tie. That's like kissing your sister. What is it? Star Wars? God damn it. All right. I'm going to say number three is Miss Marvel because of the amazing performance of the lead actress. That's the only thing that puts it over Falcon and Winter Soldier because I really like the the action aspect of Falcon and Winter Soldier. That felt like a like what I wanted from a, a Marvel comic book TV show. Uh, Moon Knight is a lot to digest. And uh, as much as I love the performances in Hawkeye and I loved the fact that they brought back certain characters, uh, I think that one, it's not, it's compared to the other ones, it's, I have to put that one at the bottom. Begrudgingly, I have to put it at the bottom. And I'm not even going to count what if. Oh, you're not counting what if? Okay. No, that's, that's, that's like, it's like cotton candy. It's nothing. Well, I got to change my list. Hold on. <laughs> All right, so obviously WandaVision is number one for lots of reasons besides the fact that it's awesome. Uh, Loki, I had it number two. I really liked Loki. Uh, really was fun to watch. And Hawkeye at number three. Just a big fan of the character. Uh, I love Kate Bishop. Um, and, and it brought uh, Yelena back. And it watches so much better binged than it does weekly. I think if maybe you watched a couple episodes of Hawkeye or you didn't finish it and you fell off, sit down and like bang it out in like two afternoons and you'll appreciate it so much more. <laughs> it's so much better binged. Uh, I put Miss Marvel at number four. And honestly, Miss Marvel could have been number two, but they fucked it up. So, um, I, I, man, I almost want to rank it higher just because how much I liked aspects of it. But yeah. number, number four, I had Moon Knight five and then Falcon Winter Soldier six. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> that's all right that's what most that's that's where most people would put that show it got borked man it got unfortunately uh screwed over by covid and covid reshoots reshoot, and some of the storylines didn't quite make sense or match up so uh, i just had higher ex i had higher expectations for it i guess but it got us kind of where we wanted to be with uh sam as captain america so at least at least we got that um 
Aubrey, we're back to you. Did you formulate a list? Uh, piss. Um, <laughs> I still think Moon Knight would be number three for me. Miss Marvel four, Falcon Winter Soldier five, or maybe Hawkeye then Falcon Winter Soldier. It's really hard. The end of the list is really hard for me, mm-hmm. but that's you do kind of start to to mold into like mush towards the middle end there. So mm-hmm. all right. So we had two after credit scenes, and they both have some pretty far reaching implications for the Marvel Universe at large. Marcellus Reagans, what did you think of these after credit scenes? Uh, the first one melted my brain because I did not see that coming. Uh, I was stunned. I had to rewind it and watch it over again. Uh, and then you realize that, what's his name? Bruno. Earlier in the show, he's like, I don't think the bango gives you powers. I think the bango activated your superpowers. And it's like, ah, eh, whatever. Throwaway line, whatever. Who cares? But uh, no, it turns out the bangle did activate her power. So that blew my mind. Uh, the second one, it's nice to see, uh, what's her face? Brie Larson in another Captain Marvel costume. <laughs> she's been Captain Marvel twice and she's worn like eight costumes. So uh, good for her. All right. And Aubrey, what did you think of these after credit scenes? Our first mutant in the MCU and it's Miss Marvel. I thought that was part of like her storyline that she was Cree. Well, she was an inhuman in the comics, but yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It, I, I thought that that was a part of your storyline. I already do, so I, I guess I wasn't too surprised by that. And I like Brie Larson's hair; it's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I was pretty surprised as well that they mentioned she's a mutant with the X Men '97 theme song playing orchestrally behind him as he mentioned that Markels. Yeah, that's why I had to rewind it. First time I'm like, wait, did he say mutation? No. And then I rewound it, and then I heard the X-Men music, and I'm like, holy shit, they're really doing this. So, uh, you know, and according to Wakanda Forever rumors, we're about to get another mutant really soon, too. So uh, I guess the doors are, the floodgates are opening, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But, uh, yeah. and uh, better Larson. fuck it up. Oh, God, I know. There's so much pressure on them for that movie. Not even just the mutants, but just on that fucking Black Panther movie. Good Lord. Brie Larson, of course, showing up. Be still my heart. Her hair looks fantastic. Uh, And I'm excited to see her back. I love love Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and I don't really care what anybody says. Uh, I wonder, though, if her bangle is one of the Kree Nega bands from the comics, uh, which Rick Jones wore when he was able to switch places with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, not Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, but with Captain Marvel by banging them together and they could trade places from the negative zone to Earth. Um, so that's a kind of a, a callback, but it would certainly tie Kamala in with uh, the cosmic stuff if that was true. But then it starts to kind of get a little out of control. Like, where did her aunt get this bracelet at that point? Well, they, they did show the bracelet coming off of a blue hand that was buried underneath uh, some rubble in the, the Palace of the Ten Rings. So I'm sure it's it streamlined somehow. Yeah. You know, it's maybe Avatar like left it there. You know. <laughs> it's a way of water. But, but you know, I, I, I like those. And those were some after credit scenes I think felt like it was moving something forward. I think these are, are a couple of the best after credit scenes we've gotten this whole phase because the first one kind of like was like, ooh, and moved something forward in the universe overall. And then the second one with Brie Larson 
kind of push forward towards what the next movie is going to be. Not really, but you know what I mean? Like the next right. time we're going to see this character again. So it felt much, much, much better than some of the other stuff we've gotten, which just has never panned out or didn't seem to mean anything. So I, I definitely, uh, I definitely like those after credit scenes. So that's, uh, you know, that's pretty much the discussion of Miss Marvel. The only thing left is to give it a score. Zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Miss Marvel? Uh, I'm giving it a uh, 2.5. It wasn't horrible, but it's my favorite. There's nothing glaringly awful about it. So, Are you in for a season two? If Assuming a world I mean, where you had a choice and didn't have to watch it for the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I will just because I feel like I I like to give Marvel a second chance because they do this thing where they build up the character and I don't really like the build up of the character, but then I like when the character is there. So I'm hoping that I will like a season two better than I liked season one. All right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Uh, and I am definitely down for season two because that's probably where we're the only place where we're going to see her family, her mom and dad and her brother. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely want a season two. All right. I am going to land right there with you, Marcellus. It's a three out of five for me uh, and a, and a, a kind of disappointing three out of five for me because I legitimately thought I was giving this a five uh, about two and a half episodes in and, and a shockingly huge five i was like blown away and then it kind of went off the rails pulled it back in a little bit at the end uh, of course i'm all in on season two i can't wait to see this character again as long as we're going to stay away from uh long boring overseas trips uh, i'm all in and i want to see more of her family and her community and all the cool fun in her high school and the fun stuff that went with that i'm, I'm all set with uh the clandestine and anything anything else that has to go with that please no more of that so three out of five for me that's it that is our score did we get it right did we get it wrong let us know on social media what you think and now we're going to wrap it up before we tap it up and we're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there aubrey litchfield you're back what do you got I have been watching a show called Worst Roommate Ever, and uh, it's a show about uh, people that have like brought in roommates that have killed other people and stuff like that. It, it's like a true crime show, but I watched that when I was sick, and it was really interesting, and uh, I would don't want to be the type of person that likes true crime stuff, but I definitely am. It's on Netflix. All right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I want to recommend everyone to go to our T Public store and buy some shirts. Uh, Google So Wizard Podcast T Public. You should bring it right to our store. Buy some stickers or some mugs or some shirts or some uh, baby onesies, whatever you like. With plenty of designs on there and more designs to come. All right. Well, I, I agree with that statement as well, Marcellus. And I, I will suggest that everyone goes to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. And a link to that T Public store as well. There's movie reviews. There's links to all our video content. And so much more on SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods. Just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts, we will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. And there are hours of free exclusive content there. Uh, Adam's dropping reviews, interviews. I've been doing comic reviews on there as well, so check it out. We've got a Patreon where you can monetarily support the show. 
Get yourself a little bit of extra content for your eyes and ears. This month is the only place to hear our review of Resident Evil, the series on Netflix. I can't even say it with a straight face. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Resident Evil, the series on Netflix. And what have I got for you? I don't know. I've been uh, just really, really busy. So I don't really haven't really been doing anything. I did watch a movie on Netflix. I reviewed it on our TikTok called Valley of the Dead. It is a Spanish language zombie film set in the Spanish Civil War. Uh, and I, you know what? I liked it. I liked it. It was fun. It was fine. It's not going to knock your socks off. You're not going to go out and immediately order the 4K Blu-ray steelbook. But for something to watch on Netflix, it's close to no effort. It was enjoyable. So there you go. Valley of the Dead on Netflix. Uh, check that out. And then come back next week because we're going to be reviewing Jordan Peele's Nope which is uh, probably one of the last big movies of the summer. So we're pretty excited to check it out. I cannot wait to not have to see that really? preview anymore. Not you. We? <laughs> I was going to say. And by we, freaking we, we mean there. not Aubrey. Right. We're glad to have you back for a week. Uh, now <laughs> no, go away again. Right. Now get out of here. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Nope. I am not watching. <laughs> nope. So we're gonna, we'll have a guest. We're working on it. Getting the schedules uh Corralled. Hopefully, we'll get the guest on we want, and uh, they they will be able to review Nope with us. And finally, we'll not have to see that trailer anymore. We've already conquered Pause of Fury. <laughs> nope is down, and then in a few weeks, Bullet Train will come out, and I don't even know what trailers would they even play at that point, Mark. Uh, oof, you're right. They got to start bringing up some newer ones. I know. <laughs> we got to get some new trailers in here. Those are the three trailers I've seen every time I've gone to the movies for the last seven to eight months. So. Next week, nope, from Jordan Peele, without Aubrey, but she, at least she's alive and she's healthy. So, you know, we're, we're glad. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Nope, it's a big nope. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Ray. Aubrey, we are glad to have you back. Now get out of here. Uh, everybody have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week. Good journey.